1: Game day across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen, who is live from Mile High Stadium in Denver. Eagles and Broncos this afternoon. We're all presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com, use that keyword, Jacob, get 15% off of the very, very popular Stateside Vodka Soda. Johnny Mac made the flight out uh, to Denver. Johnny Mac, did you leave a little bit later than normal to adjust to to the change in time zone or what? What's that all about? uh it's for once i
2: actually beat the eagles out uh to to the visiting uh venue the eagles uh because of the elevation obviously uh you mentioned mile high it's in power field at mile high now 5,280 feet the broncos always play that up uh they have the elevation advantage there's a sign outside the visiting locker room that says altitude sickness is real. They try to creep that into the head of the opposing team. They've been doing it for years. Uh, And it is real, but the Eagles uh, believe that uh, the later you come out, the better. In other words, they only want their players here for 24 hours. They think it doesn't kick in until after that. So we'll see. There's been a lot of studies on this kind of stuff. And that's what the Eagles kind of landed on. Um, I don't know if it'll matter either way, but it is something you do have to deal with. in the fact that, you know, people aren't used to playing uh, 5,280 feet above sea level, except the Broncos who have to do it all the time.
1: Well, I don't want to make and I don't want to make too much about uh, of the story and get too lost in, in this in our pregame conversation. I will say Dan Cilio, uh from the National Football Show was on the Countdown, the kickoff show uh, on Thursday night. And he talked about the players sucking air in warm ups, you know, if they're not used to that altitude adjustment.
2: Yeah, I was wondering because, you know, you can't get close to the stadium uh, on game day. So my Uber driver dropped me off about three blocks away. I was wondering if I was going to be winded by the time I got to, to the stadium. But I was able to, to make it. I, I do think you're you're going to see the oxygen out a little bit more than normal uh, if somebody's running, you know, 40, 50 yards. Uh, and that's something they also put on the screen here and try to get their fans riled up. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the bigger part uh, of this game today is, is the wind. It's windy here. I think it's 24 miles per hour. They just flashed up uh, on the scoreboard. So I think that might have a bigger, even a bigger impact on the game.
1: John McMullen checking in live from uh, Denver as the Eagles get ready to take on uh, the Broncos. John, what are a couple of the uh, dynamics that you will watch or key in on uh, today um, as you get ready to start to watch this game unfold in front of you? Well,
2: the Broncos are, are very
1: banged up.
2: Um, they're down three starting offensive linemen, both starting tackles. Uh, Garrett Bolas, Bobby Massey are not going to play. Um, they lost uh, uh, one of their guards and rookie Quinn. uh nurse is going to start. So you talk about 60% of your offensive line. This is a game where the embattled Eagles defensive line has to show up and, and, and put a good performance together. And then I'd look at the Eagles' uh, offense, and they kind of said they found this formula. And, you know, that's running the football. That's shifting from that RPO, read option, heavy stuff we saw early in the season to more of the play action, run the football from under center. Um, They're going to continue that. But remember, the last three teams when they've had success, Las Vegas, Detroit, L.A. Chargers, all very, very poor defending the run. Uh, The Broncos are top 10, number six overall. So it's going to be interesting. The Eagles are going to try to establish the run, but how long will Nick Sirianni uh, stick to it, especially if they get behind in this game? Uh, That, to me, is probably the most interesting storyline of the game.
1: Johnny Mack, every week the Eagle opponent seems to – Have another good buddy of Devontae Smith uh, on the roster. Um, Is Patrick Sertan going to play today? And we may have lost uh, John McMullen, uh, who is out at Mile High Stadium. Johnny Mack, we have you back. Yeah, I'm back. I don't know what happened there, but I'm back. That's that thin air, Johnny Mac. (laughs) You evaporated into the thin air. Um, I don't know if you I don't know where you disappeared in the uh, in the question. I wanted to ask about Patrick Sertan. I I led into that by saying every week Devontae Smith is going up against another one of his buddies from Alabama.
2: Yeah, yeah, it really has. You go back to Trayvon Diggs and obviously
1: Patrick Sertan, who the Eagles
2: had a tremendous amount of interest in in the draft. And a lot of people thought if he did fall to number 10, the Eagles would seriously consider taking him in the draft. And I think they would have, as well as J.C. Horn, uh, who ultimately went to Carolina. And obviously, Sertan went before the Eagles w- uh, took Devontae Smith. Would have been interesting. I think they would have took taken one of the cornerbacks uh, if they were available. So two great players. And uh, the Eagles inactives just came out. Haven't heard of the Broncos yet. I assume they're out, but I'm, I can't check while I'm, I'm on the show here. Uh, from all indications, though, early this morning, the indication was he was going to try to play because he was bang- he's banged up as well. And that's the story of this game, how banged up the Broncos are. They are just, they have so many injuries all over the place. You have to give Big Fangio you know, a lot of credit, their head coach, for keeping this team together.
1: We'll see while we're live here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel with football 24 7 and NFL insider uh, John McMullen. Uh, we'll see if uh, Xander Krause, who's steering the ship, uh, could pull up the uh, inactives for us, not up on the screen, uh, but perhaps may be able to update us on Sertan. Jerry Judy uh, uh, offensively. Another Alabama, uh, another Alabama product. Um, he is going to play today.
2: Yeah, I mean the Broncos have a really good skill position players. It's not only Jerry Judy. In fact, more Cortland Sutton and and even Tim Patrick are are more of the. Volume receivers for them. They catch more passes. Uh, they're all three of them are really good receivers. Noah offense a, a tremendous tight end, and he's back. He was on the COVID 19 list, so he's ready to go. And it's interesting, we've talked about Krause, we've talked about these quarterbacks having uh, such success throwing the football, their completion percentages. Five of them over 80% coming into this game against the Eagles. Well, three of them, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, are the AFC West quarterbacks. The only one left is Teddy Bridgewater. And it's interesting because Teddy Bridgewater is probably the most accurate of them all. He comes in with a 70% completion percentage against everybody, never mind the Eagles. So uh, it, the difference is, though, unlike a Herbert uh um homes, certainly, and even car to a certain extent.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify?
2: he doesn't have as much confidence pushing the football down the field. So he's a great short-range intermediate thrower. Um, And you have to wonder if Jonathan Gannon will take that tact and say, okay, well, Teddy Bridgewater's not going to try to press us down the field, so we don't have to worry about that. Maybe we can use a little more press coverage. Maybe we can crowd the line of scrimmage a little bit more um, because if they just – Sit back and do what they've been doing. Teddy Bridgewater is going to complete
1: 80 percent of his passes. I did get an update from uh, Xander Patrick Sertan is playing uh in the uh game today, Eagles uh, and the Broncos. John, I want to ask you about the linebacker change uh that um Jonathan Gannon uh made and what are the early results? Are they any would the would, would there be an indication that the move was a correct move? And that is moving uh, away from uh, Alex Singleton. Uh, and of course, Eric Wilson was released. Uh, TJ Edwards, Davian Taylor, uh, now uh, your top two. Uh, thoughts on that? What do you know about it? What has been said about it? Um, is it anything different or is it much the same? Much, is it the same?
2: No, I think certainly from a run support standpoint, uh, I think if you have to look at it as T.J. Edwards kind of replacing Eric Wilson and Davion Taylor kind of replacing um, Alex Singleton. So from a run support standpoint, they're a much, much better team when T.J. Edwards is on the field. He is by far uh, the Eagles' best run support linebacker. Um, and then really, if you go all the way back to training camp, The plan was to get Davion Taylor on the field, throw him him into the deep end of the pool, as I always say. Uh, That's what they wanted to do. He had the calf injury early in camp. took him a while to get healthy from that, Um, and they've been amping up his his playing time since. They want to get his speed, athleticism on the field. Um, But overall, I mean, it doesn't matter who's been out there. Edwards, Uh, um, Wilson, Singleton, uh, Taylor, the Eagles linebackers have not not been good. They're one of the main reasons why um, those completion percentages are happening because a lot of that short and intermediate stuff falls on the plate of the linebackers in coverage. Um, The one note I would say, though, is T.J. Edwards is playing very, very well when it comes to run support and and things of that nature, but that was the book on him coming out of Wisconsin when he wasn't drafted, uh, would struggle in pass coverage, and that's kind of uh, borne out to be true.
1: Johnny Mack, I know you mentioned eagle the inactives. Any anything noteworthy on the Eagles inactives? No, a, a
2: typical Jack Anderson types takeout and Kerry Vincent, who was just acquired from the Broncos. So, uh, no big names, and we we knew that. Come, the Eagles were pretty. That's one of the big advantages of this game for them, from their standpoint, as they went through the week that the injury report got much better for the Eagles, much worse for the Broncos, and one team's banged up and one team's as healthy as you can be in week ten, and that's the Eagles.
1: Football twenty-four-seven with NFL insider John McMullen. Of course, we'll see John um back at halftime for a quick report uh and a quick analysis of the first half and then on the live postgame show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta Devin Caney and John McMullen live uh, from Mile High Stadium uh, in Denver. We'll see what his report sounds like at the end of the game versus the beginning of the game. And we'll see if that altitude adjustment affects members of the working press. I don't know. I don't know, (laughs) John, if you have to go um, how difficult it is to go from downstairs when you're attending the press conferences to back upstairs into the, uh, press box. Um, but be careful, um, just in case that creates, uh, creates any sort of scenario.
2: Yeah. It can be very difficult. I'll tell you, Las Vegas was not fun.
1: Yeah, no, I I know. I know we were communicating before, uh, you jumped on, um, the live post game, uh, show last thought, John McMullen, before I let you get settled, uh, in, uh, Denver, um, What is the head coach going to do today? What is his objective for success? I know they want to win the football game, but how can Nick Sirianni influence this game in a way that puts his team in a position to win?
2: Well, I I think, you know, and I say this all the time, I think from a head coach's standpoint, you lose a lot more games than you win uh, in this league. Um, typically it's about talent, it's about personnel, it's about players making plays. So what you don't want to do is make the the big faux pas. And I think, you know, to Nick Sirianni's credit, and I've talked about this from the rookie head coach standpoint, he has um, he has tend, uh, tended to learn from his mistakes. Uh, he's tended to adjust. You see the offense, again, shifting from uh, RPO heavy early in the season to more Uh, run the football play action over the past few weeks. And they think they've found a bit of a formula to have at least some kind of success on the offensive side of the football. And it's about the latter part, not the former part. So they're going to try to continue that. Even though the competition uh, has been amped up from a run support standpoint, they still want to establish uh, that. And they think that makes things easier for Jalen Hurts. Uh, to get the football down the field. It would be nice to get somebody involved in the passing game outside of Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Uh, You know, those two players are are going to be uh, targeted and going to be a big part of the game plan. Probably need to see something from Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager, or at least one of
1: those two as well. And in order to do that, we need Jalen Hurts to hit him on the numbers. Good stuff from John McMullen today, checking in uh, from Mile High Stadium across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mac, uh, we'll see you at halftime for your quick halftime report, and then look forward to uh, all of the chatter, all of the conversation, and what the game story is. Um, As you cover the game for the live post-game show, uh, John McMullen joins Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, and Devin Caney. Great stuff, Johnny Mac. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Krause. All right. Good stuff from John McMullen, all presented here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel by Stateside Vodka. You still have time to go to statesidevodka.com, use that keyword, Jacob, pick up 15% off of the stateside vodka soda. Again, we'll be right back here uh, at halftime uh, with John McMullen who will check in from Mile High Stadium, give you some quick analysis of what we watch as how the game unfolds in the first two quarters of play. We'll talk about the guts of the game uh, and then right back here on the live post-game show. That's going to do it for now here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, We hope to see you at halftime, and then we hope to see you on the live post-game show Uh, on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, on uh, 6abc.com. Got a great show lined up for you. Uh, No matter what the outcome of the football game is, you'll get great analysis uh, from Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, and, of course, John McMullen. Until next time, on behalf of Xander Krause and, of course, uh, John McMullen, I'm Joe Krause. Enjoy the game, everyone.